Hey, Juventini, welcome back to the All UV Cast channel. This is uh, season four, episode two. Uh, we'll just call it uh, the Empoli debacle. Um, but we're going to cover this. Uh, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, UV dropping some more points um, in a 1 0 loss to Empoli. But we have a reminder before uh, we get to uh, all of this. Uh, I got uh, Luca and, and uh, Lewis joining me today. Lewis has a reminder for everybody before we get into even covering this game. Lewis, remind everybody. Guys, it's okay. Italy won the Euros, so it's all good. Can't ruin that. Oh, there we go. At least I'll always have that this summer. <laughs> yeah. My boy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um Thanks, everybody who's joining right out of the bat. Uh, all these guys, uh, Bianco and Neri News, uh, drone there, Ciao. Uh, Anthony, of course, in there. Surprise, Lewis got sleeves on today. Might have to rip those uh, off uh, based on the match we're going to cover here, but uh, we'll get we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, we got a hot take right off the bat, too. Get rid of the ball and start playing 4-3-3. Okay, okay. We'll get okay. to it. We'll get to okay. it. Okay. Don't okay. worry. Don't <clears throat> worry. It's all good. We're going to do a quick match recap. Try and make it as quick as possible, uh, I think, for everybody's uh, benefit. Okay? Um, and then uh, we'll get to uh, all the topics around and whatnot. So we saw the starting lineups, boys, and uh, everybody was trying to make sense of it. The biggest question mark was where McKenney was basically going to be. Um, was Danilo going to be in that uh, Regista role ahead uh, of the D and McKenney playing either up as a left wing as one formation showed or as a Trey Cortista? And uh, basically what we got was exactly that. Um, Danilo in the middle of the park there and uh, McKenney up top there. And needless to say, it uh, didn't look very good. Did not look very good. That's putting it politely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> created uh, a bit of a mess uh, for everyone involved and the other mids. And uh, yeah, it just, uh, it was ugly. This one was ugly, but it didn't get ugly till later. The first 10 minutes was actually fantastic for Juventus. Mm -hmm. Like Juve came out of the gate uh, storm and we had three minutes in and Chiesa comes up the wing there. Um, does great job after Rabio and Sandro do well to win the ball. We rush up the pitch there, and uh, Chiesa ends up firing this thing, and the keeper just reacted when it hit him. If Chiesa puts that in an open spot, I think that's a goal because it was a hell of a bullet, close range. Um, unfortunate he didn't bag one there. Eight-minute Quadrado does fantastic. Quadrado was taking his guy on every opportunity he got. It was actually big for us, um, but he did well. Beats his man, gets low, a hard cross, Chiesa just out of his reach, and nobody following up on the back post. Um, that was uh, unfortunate. Quadrado did that a couple times, and we just couldn't get anybody there, uh, which uh, sucked. And maybe a out-and-out -out striker could have helped. Uh, yeah. Lewis, you're going to say something there. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you were mentioning the lineup. My only uh, concern with that lineup is play with a false nine. Uh, I just I like having a target man. You lose something when it's just the Kiesa and are very good players, but they're not players that are going to poach around the box. Kiesa uh, did a little bit, but that's just not his his game. You want him kind of taking people one on one and running between the uh, the outside back and the center back. Like <clears throat> just, 
a number nine could help this team a lot today. Yeah, there's there was so much to it. There wasn't enough contrast in the middle of the park between the players, too, right? Like we've we've seen it all too. We know it all too well from last season. Rabio and Bentoncourt, um, the two of them sharing the pitch, right? And I get it. Yeah, okay. Ramsey's out. Uh, we're, we, Artur's out, whatever. But Locatelli, for whatever, this fitness thing or this conditioning thing, he's not ready. Okay. Um, sure. Quadrado in the middle. Even Bernardeschi offers some different. Granted, he came in and it was bad, but it was bad from everybody. Yeah. Um, I still think up top, we could have done something better than have to use McKenney as a trequartista or a left winger like because it was essentially all three of those guys rotating <clears throat> um Chiesa, Dybala, McKenney, they were all over the place and it ended up creating a mess when we lost our press essentially because of it yeah it, it was very disorganized from front to back just yeah the place we lost our press because of it and then our mids had to end up making up for that in terms of defensive duty and there was pockets of space everywhere for Empoli to easily come out of their own end with the mm -hmm. ball. It was far too easy. And I'm my biggest shock was that Max didn't make an adjustment to McKenny. That's fine. Use him out of the midfield. And even if you wanted to hold on to Morata for like a second half or something like that, play Kulishevsky from the get-go or something. Like put an actual forward. Yeah. Forward. It just it just looked like going forward, it was like two on six, you know, or three yeah. on six, you know, Quadrado, Chiesa, Dybala are really the only ones running at the defense. Oh, yeah. And in the transition, uh, one of the things that leading up to the match about the lineup, I said that we should play Chiellini because he's your natural leader, right? Like, Paulo is the captain, but he's learning how to be the captain full-time, right? Like, he's never worn the armband 80% of the time. So, like, you have Chiellini back there kind of just, like, to reorganize things. That's one of his best qualities is he keeps people in line and He's always ushering the team forward. I thought for a match like this, it would have been really useful. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, right here with Victor uh, Jeet here, guys, don't you think that Allegri is just trying to check out players who fits? Absolutely. But the thing is, I even said this in a tweet. I said, I'm fine with him experimenting, especially early in the season. That's fine. You can experiment, try things out. But when it's going quite awful, to put it honestly, change it up in that match. And he had options to do so. So I'm fine with him trying to figure things out, take some time, whatnot. But in this one, we could have made some corrections earlier, I felt, anyways. You guys agree? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't believe – I think he did make some adjustments because I was analyzing our formation when we started and what we ended the first half with. He did change it up around the 25th, 30th minute, shape-wise, not player-wise. Um, but I don't think it was still enough because you saw the beginning. Yeah, we started off well, but then once they started realizing where our space was and where our players were going, that's when he started switching it up. So what I think he was trying to do, and I think you guys will agree with this, we saw Cuadrado go, and even Sandro at times, go pretty high up on the pitch uh, many times. So what I think he was doing with Danilo was almost playing him, in a sense, as a third uh as a third center back when we were attacking. So then let's say Cuadrado would go up, Danilo would shift in between or even on the, the you know, on the one of the sides of our uh, two center backs and then play as that fourth defender. 
when, let's say, Cuadrado was up. But the problem is, as soon as they countered us, that midfield was wide open. Cuadrado's caught in, you know, no man's land. We got no one in the midfield because Danilo's in that back line. And they got all kinds of space. So if we're going to go continue through the play-by-play, that's, I think that goal was a perfect example of that occurring. And I said it yesterday, the moment we can keep Cuadrado as a forward and keep Danilo as a wingback and actually have proper midfields, a little bit more clarity will come out of this team. The fact that these guys are playing in positions that aren't, you know, consistent or even like their proper positions, that is playing a big role. And you guys said it last week, you know, like this is a new formation. This is not our starting formation. Clearly it's not. But the fact that there's so much trial so early on, like like Al said, he had preseason to do it. Like we didn't see any of this against Atalanta. I mean, sure, we also, there was a question of, you know, Cristiano and everything, but it shouldn't be that much different in my opinion. Like, Yeah, yeah I don't want to get into this whole Cristiano thing. No, we're not. We're not. Like, it is what it is. He's gone. And yeah. even to say that uh, that whole scenario, like I've seen some takes where that whole scenario was in these players' heads, like that's nonsense. Um, no, no, it have nothing to do with this. Uh, these guys are pros and they got to get on with it. And we got to get on with life without Cristiano. This literally, I mean, it was a mess. Like I said, the top 12 minutes were fantastic. Chiesa, yeah. though, but even when you look at that top 12 minutes, it was individuals. Yeah. It was mainly Chiesa and Cuadrado that were uh, shredding. Like, Chiesa got the ball at half, turns around. It, there's literally four defenders there. He just goes. He goes, and he almost scores, for, for God's sakes. That was um, a great save. Incredible individual efforts. And that's the thing. Even though they made that change, like he made that kind of formation change, I believe it actually got worse uh, when Allegri made that because we, we just lost all press. We come out of the half at 50% possession against a team newly promoted. We cannot control possession or matches. And the way you touched on, Luca, with Danilo and how he was used left this massive gap in the center of the pitch and nowhere for our outsides to go. When they did look inside, the options weren't there. Um, and, yeah, it was just – it was it was rough. It was rough to watch. And just, just to add, because I know this is going to make Louis' day – Rabio shouldn't have started. I don't care how like I will pump his, you know, his his personality, his his performance, his skills, whatever it is. He's been out for several weeks now. Why is he starting a game when he hasn't been playing at all? Like, in my opinion, if you're not gonna start Locatelli, you should not be starting Rabio. So that bothered me a lot because physically you saw after 30 minutes, he was gassed. Like, yeah, he made some good runs, but get to the half to point, halftime point, he was done. You people didn't even know he was playing. And I have to agree with them. Yeah, I kind of forgot he was on the field. And, side, and, that's not just, and that's not just you shitting on him. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the reality yeah. of it. He yeah, was not Honestly, we talked about it at the beginning. Like, you're kind of handcuffed in guys you have. I would have used McKenney out of the midfield somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would have played Locatelli. And if he can only give you a half, okay, just take that half. Take it. Exactly. Like, get the game going. Max said there's no excuses. You got to win. Get Locatelli out there. If he can give you a half hour, take the half hour. At least it's a half hour of better quality than anybody else in that midfield. It just and- it just doesn't surprise me because that is uh, 
that's very typical of Max. He, he very much eases new signings in. Yeah. He yeah. signed Iguain, he didn't even play in the first match. Yeah, that's very true. Like, that's true. Which is, so, that's just kind of how he operates. And I think a little bit of this is you have a young player that everyone is, is saying is going to fix the midfield, which he probably should, right? But it's a lot of kind of like, hey, if Locatelli comes in, he has a stinker, right? You know, then you're looking at like, you know, how's it going to affect the player? That does it throw him off? You have the international break. There's just some like variables in there. I understand his decision. I'm, I'm a little disappointed because I wanted to see him play yesterday. But I think, you know, Juventus still could have taken care of business without that player. Yeah. Had more yeah. yeah. And I it's, think I'm more disappointed in the fact that in the transitional phases, we just didn't have any organization. And that's, that's what's very disappointing to me for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, players that aren't fit in the midfield like Rabiot or if it's people like McKenny or just in general, everyone didn't look like they knew what they were doing, which is a problem. Yeah. And so, I mean, the goal, you know, 21st minute there, Quadrado is just out. Like, I don't even understand what he was thinking about or what, like his guys just completely buy him. He's, he's just literally in no man's land because he's yeah, not making a play that. on the ball carrier. He's definitely not watching his mark. They get deep. He tries to recoup, and he does a good job of getting back, hustling back, slides in there, but the ball comes in cut. Again, unfortunate bounce, but Sandro's – Sandro was just Sandro's kind of watching too as his guy just slides away from him, but I get it because that player's coming in to cut – all three of our guys stood there ready to like block a shot or whatever. But regardless, Mancuso slides away from Sandro and buries and we go down one nil. And this is the moment. This is probably the one thing out of everything that pissed me off the most. And that was the fact that it looked like our guys were just done. I'm like, where's the attitude? Yeah. Where's the, the fight? Where's the belief? It's just like, after that, it was just like, we're so frantic. Yeah, you know? that to me is the most disappointing thing about this. Um, you know, not to mention, yeah, you can't not mention it, but the post-Ronaldo era starts, right? And there's players that you have, you know, that, that really suffered because of Ronaldo. People like Dybala, you know, like players like that, you know, like you just thought that you'd get more energy out of them, more, you know, like hunger, more desire. And the squad as a whole just did not have it. And that was a little disappointing for me. Yeah. And all the stuff that happened this week, the way that they lost last week, you just thought that you'd get a little bit more out of them. And, um, yeah. I, no, but I, I think that we can all say that we knew that the start of the season was going to be ugly. Did, we did. In two games, we I don't think we predict that. But, yeah. you know, this yeah. team has a long way to go, and it's shown yeah. uh, even more. This well, week. we had said it. We had said it in the chat, and I told you guys, like, I expect – all these guys to put their heads down, work like animals, and I'm expected Max to kill them on the training pitch and come back this week and slap Empoli. That's what I wanted. That's the minimum I expected. The fact that they did, they not only didn't do that, but they, you know, went further and just disappointed the shit out of everybody. It's yeah. just like, what is going on it, behind the scenes? Yeah, Lightbutt says he's he agrees with you, uh, Luca. He even called you a gentleman. Let's take it easy on gentlemen there. Uh, yeah, we're not much to, uh, credit, Luca. Here, uh, hey, yeah, it's just credit where credit is due, boys. There, um, after yesterday, we go into half, we're down one nil, and it's just like still the beliefs there. It's like, guys, we can't be doing this. Like, Max got to correct it, do something right. Uh, Morata comes out to start the half, um. And then, honestly, 55th minute, Bernardeschi comes in for uh, Rabio. 
66 minute Locatelli and Kulishevsky enter. Um, but it's at the expense of uh Bentecourt and Chiesa. Chiesa, in my opinion, still had some more to offer. Um, yeah, that was a weird one when you're chasing a goal, uh, to see him go. And I know he plays 150%. You don't get a lot of 90 minutes out of Chiesa. Yeah. Uh, but it's how he plays. Like he I just gas himself up. But in this one, he had more to give. In my personal yeah. opinion, I, just, guys agree? I, I I agree. I just think it's a it's a short term sacrifice for a long term goal. You come off a guy that had a long summer, a long year. Yeah, he had a knock last week. I think the Allegri tried to protect him a little bit. Yeah. Um, no, I was whether it's right or wrong. I think I agree with you. Al. like it, it hurt us in the game because the game yeah. basically ended when he came off. Yeah, uh, but I get I get the logic behind it. It was frustrating to see though when you're down a goal, especially with that kind of performance. You yeah. know what? I'm gonna disagree. I did see one or two points where he was off his pace, like he tried to take one ball forward with his knee at one point, a bouncing ball right into the box, and he completely like flunked it. He didn't. He didn't even get a touch on it. So yes, I think you know of all our players, he should be staying on that 90 minutes. You know, like if if. If we're going to go into that argument again, Ronaldo was always a player staying 90 minutes because he was that game changer. I think now Chiesa, you know, has to be that guy too. Same thing with Paulo. If you're gonna, you want to get that win, you keep these guys on because these guys will make the difference. Uh, but I think form-wise, there's a reason he didn't start last week, like Lou said, and I think is similar to this same reason today. I don't think he's completely there yet, especially when our subs aren't terrible. Like. I'm not gonna start, you know, pumping Kulusevski up, but that's not a terrible sub to put in at all. And Wait, who came off for Kiesa? It was oh, no. like Kulishevsky comes in, Kiesa's off. Yeah. Nelly comes in, Benton Coors off. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to start saying Kulishevsky's our savior, but he wasn't terrible when he came in. You know, like he did add a little something. He did get two or three chances. So, yeah. my opinion, it's fine. You know what? You want to save Kiesa, whatever it is. I think there's a fitness aspect to it. We saw it last week. Fine. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm, you know, I'm gonna look at a different perspective. You know, too, he's gonna play at least two of the three games coming up for Italy. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, it's uh, it's just regardless. I mean, it's it's just a frustrating thing. I mean, whether he could offer more or not, I mean, the players that we had, they should have still done better. Right, yeah. right. I, I, yeah. I agree. But we don't get an opportunity in this second half. Like it's it's sad. It's weak. It's like 70th minute, and it's uh, Kulishevsky getting uh, across Locatelli almost directs that thing home that was great uh he did more he did more in his first seven minutes than those other guys couple guys did in uh those 60 before locatelli got in he was demanding every ball he was shooting for every ball he was getting involved uh up in the area it's just like it's frustrating because again when you look at the profiles of the guys we went out with you have to recognize that and what you're what you're missing, regardless if it's Empoli or whoever. You just got to pick up on that, and I, I don't know. It's just it's it's frustrating. At that time, Locatelli comes in, Chiesa's gassed, and he's coming off, and that's a frustrating thing too because it's just like again, if Locatelli can give you thirty minutes, just do it from the start. Right. Have him with Chiesa, have your guns out. Maybe you get one, you kill it, whatever, and then. I know everybody was talking about this on social media and whatnot, and it was um, Dybala basically. Um, what I have to admit, when I watched it live, and I did the live watch along there, is he's got. I thought it was soft. I didn't think there was anything there um, until 
this replay I actually saw last night because I never saw a replay at this angle. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, VR could have stepped in, I guess. Like, did did you guys feel the same as me when watching it live? It was not uh, make it. The angle we had was, like, looking down, like, in front of Ibala. So yeah. It, it looked like the guy kind of, like, barreled into the back of him. So I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was soft, but I thought, like, they've called soft penalties like that before. So I thought, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You like, know, you thought it, it got called. The way it looked like to me was it looked like the ball went down so hard, like, so fast. Like, it, it looked like yeah. he was selling it. Um, and but I don't know, know like it looked like I couldn't really see the feet uh, at the ball there, but like when you look at this, like, yeah, the ball has got position and everything. With the, way and... The, with the way the match went, we didn't deserve it anyway, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know what, Lou, I, I, I'm, I don't even care because yeah, yeah, he sold, he sold it. The angle was bad, but you know what, if that was any other team against us, or even, you know, if we look to our past, I've said it to you guys before, this is been called against us so many times that's yeah okay it doesn't look like the strongest challenge but in slow-mo he gets his play, his leg in front of paulo's it's a it's a foul i saw it. it's a foul i don't know why they didn't go back and look at it because he clearly didn't win the ball there he got his leg in front of the up uh, in front of the other player and paulo was winning that ball so it's a foul yeah. i don't understand why it wasn't called back or at least looked at that was yeah i thought at least like take a look but uh, regardless yeah. uh nothing there and we talked about a look at that like nothing really in the second half as far as a threat from juve 70th minute that locatelli one where he almost uh slides into that cross from kulu and then 93rd minute where locatelli gets into space in the area too and his shot goes wide it got deflected and we didn't get the corner kick and you knew that was end of game so game over there. Um, one yeah. it ends. <laughs> Can I just say, like, the, like aside our shit performance, the ref was second in line for being absolutely crap. There was so many yeah. like clear decisions that he that he gave the other way. I was that confused. ref was awful. Oh, it, 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 he, he let a lot too much go. Yeah, not yeah. the reason Juve lost. No, that, but it doesn't help. That's but for sure. He like, was, was awful. Yeah, he was awful. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anthony's right. This one was a mess, and I said immediately after my thoughts. My thoughts are just simply everybody at involved players and Allegri take this one on the chin. Uh, they're yeah. all to blame on this one. They're all at fault. I think. Have you guys seen on Twitter? There's a video of uh, Kiliti whispering to uh, Max. Mm. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get into the this. Translation is it's not not a team that summed up the performance yesterday. Uh, yeah, it sums up three seasons. Yeah, yeah, but is he actually saying like I'm not gonna like I'm gonna look at the other perspective, Lou, because it could be. Yeah, he did say that, and you know what? I wouldn't be surprised. But do you really believe lip reading on Twitter? Like it's a bit. It, we're no, going. But, we're diving a bit into it. I find. No, I just I think that the the point is valid. Yeah, it's well, not, that point is valid. valid. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and it looked that way yesterday. Right. So yeah, let me ask you guys, who would you like? Let's go into the starting formation. I'm curious, who would you guys start in this formation? Let's say it's a fourth. This was like a four-three-one-two in my mind. How it's shaped up? How who would you guys start in the midfield, and who would you start up front? Because I feel defensively. Well, no, I don't even want to get into that formation because you don't. I think, okay, like, so we should be four-two-three-one. Is what I think we should, and I think we're built for. Right. Okay. Like personally. That's, yeah. that's how I feel. I think I look you, at the players I, on this team, and I think four, four, four two three one. Four two three one four four two. Uh, the back line's pretty obvious. It would stay the same. I think it just goes uh, Danilo, uh, Bonucci, Delit, 
Sandro, God forbid, but he's going to be back there. No, yeah. okay, we agree on that for at least, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I would go Murata, Dybala, Pavri put it up top if it's one in front, one in behind, together, whatever. Quadrado okay. on the right and Chiesa on the left. I think Chiesa's better on the left. Cuts it on his right foot. He's got a dangerous curler. Just mm -hmm. said that Agreed. for a while. I really think he's better on his left. And then the midfielder would be Locatelli and uh, I guess he's about to say it. Say it, Lou. You know, no, it's gonna be Witzel if we sign Witzel. The only <laughs> time, the only time I go to four-three-three is possibly when Artur returns and yeah. Locatelli can play to the left of him. Agreed. That's when I would probably start looking to the four-three-three. But Agreed. up until then, I think. Let's go four, two, three, one. And uh, the guys that are on the sides are going to have to be working double time. So, you know, whether it's Kulishevsky, Chiesa, and even uh, Bernardeschi out there, those are the guys you'd want out there based on their legs uh, and energy. And then uh, keep Dybala in that hole um, and Morata up top. Uh, Moise Keane, who's finalized today, yeah. um, $3 million a season, he can play either up at the top as well as an option or one of those side roles as well. He can do, uh, he can do either. Um, Icardi now is uh, what, but we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah. You guys sure. touched on Chiellini. We touched on Chiellini. Touched on Chiellini and uh, the words basically non squadra is how some people are lip reading it. I heard something else that they lip read it as it could be a couple possibilities. It's tough to spot, but one way or another, you know, whether he covers his mouth or not, the frustration's there. Obviously, yeah, you guys are going to be frustrated. I don't yeah. care if they're covering their mouth or not. And honestly, that performance was not a team performance. So he's not saying anything that we didn't already know. And it's been like that for a couple of years. It's very, very frustrating. Now, the jeering from the crowd, though. This was quite, quite a split amongst uh, fans and stuff. And it was kind of wild. So um, I haven't seen that in a long time. I haven't seen that in a long time. And we got uh, Omar uh, with the guns out uh, joining in hot right now. And Omar, you just reached the point where we were talking about the fans at the stadium. We had 20,000 in the crowd there jeering Juve. And I don't think I have seen that. Um, I'm trying to think. Last the time we saw Even it, in the banter years. I think the last time we saw it was when Allegri was coached. No, I think it was a bit exaggerated. I didn't like it. The yep. second game of the season. Yep, agreed. Yeah, right. I, I didn't like it. But so I'm curious to hear how uh, the live guests here uh, feel about that cheering and whatnot. And, uh, Lewis, how did how do you feel about it? Uh, I think the players deserved it. You you lost one nil at home. You should hear it. I think that I think that one of the problems the last couple of years is that there haven't been many fans in there and they don't hear it. So there's no like reaction. The last time I remember fans jeering Juve at the end of a match, I think was it was either the year after Cardiff or the year before Cardiff. But I remember that DiBala scored a goal and he ran over to the the crowd and celebrated. He like like yelled at them not to jeer. It got yeah. a reaction. So the players like they, they need to hear it and they need to get give a reaction because I think we can all say that we were very disappointed. You know, the Ronaldo chapter ends and ends disastrously, and that's the performance that you give. I think that that's, uh, you know, I think it's very valid. It's cool. Uh, yeah, it's cool. so we got some uh, 
some splits here all over the place. Uh, Kush should yeah, never but... boot. No excuse. Eric says the jeering. Those fans haven't received their new man U kit. Oh man! Uh, yeah. um, I'm. I don't know, man. I I see both angles, and I just if I was personally there, I wouldn't boo or jeer or whistle. Um, but I get trying to get a reaction out of these guys because they do need to, and I think. Yeah, but it's a tough, man. You spend you spend a lot right of money now. going. To those matches you you're it's your right to if you wish to do that whatnot yeah. obviously yeah. i just think uh it's just simply not good enough and maybe if anything maybe it's not even just a message to uh the players but a message to like agnelli and whatnot who's done so much to the fans and the ultras and whatnot and made That's things it. really miserable for them for seasons That's it's it. like Hey man, now this is your product too. Yep. It may not necessarily just all be the players, just the scenario in general of what we've been doing for a few seasons, which is a little bit shambolic, to be honest. Yep. I mean, I, I can get the frustration. Would I personally do it? No. No. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. But yeah, you, want, you you have to you have to be a prick sometimes in this sport, and I, and I, I apologize for that language. But if you want a reaction i mean yeah the professional soccer players they should know how to react but if you want a reaction that's how they're gonna get it and you know what if that's what it takes i'm all for it i i i applaud these fans for being able to do that i personally wouldn't be able to i'm not able to booze like, like people trying their i'm gonna say their hearts out to yeah. for report but like that's just me i'm not i don't have that personality but you know what it takes somebody to do that you need that yeah heart. If you've been watching Juve for three years, you've seen this performance, you know, for three years now. It's yeah. been around it if you think about it, really. Right. Mm -hmm. Since midway through sorry. So it's it's a it's a little extreme, I, I agree, but it's you understand it. Like it's the first time they've yeah. seen it in a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, I I would have understood it if it happened only at the end of the match, but it don't it also happened at halftime. And that's where it irritated me the most. Yeah, that's that. That to me is is wrong, Omar. I and and that. and the players on the pitch don't know if it's directed towards the management or the manager himself but or I the think, players. They just I don't booing. think they get that jeer if they show just show the attitude, show the yeah. to show the you know like we, this team has become so fragile. And this this actually segues into our the next question because everybody's talked about it, even and yet they're uh, sorry, Allegri, not Agnelli. Allegri spoke about this, and it's a matter of the head. It's mental. And we, this is all in the live watch-along I did for this match. I constantly saw the comments. It doesn't feel like our beloved old lady, like our dear old lady that we're used to watching, okay? And I agree with it. And the thing is, is that we've, in all our years, you can even go back to the banter or whatnot we were not this soft it didn't seem like we were this soft we we're just a fragile team at the moment you know and how do we change it this was the question that came out now just thinking like my god how much time do we have like how do you change this how does allegri correct this in your guys opinion uh, i, I go, ahead. go ahead oh, go, 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 go. Um, I think that there's 
there's a huge difference between the teams that won the seven, eight, nine in a row in the current side. You're looking at teams that were World Cup winners, Champions League finalists, like, you know, all these decorated players, right? And even when you like take the post Pirlo Vidal, Pogba years, and you go the Kadira, Matuidi, Mandzukic, like all those players, the big clubs, big game players, right? Right now, what you have is a lot of young players that haven't yet done that. You have a couple, like Chiesa, Locatelli, the Italians, yeah, but a lot of these other guys haven't shown themselves on that level. And that's it's a huge gap from where it was before, where you have one or two fragile players. You have those guys that kind of back you up. But now you don't have many of them. You only have a couple of them, right? So I think that's a part of the problem is the personnel and the, uh, the identification. I think that's why like a player like a Witzel is so important because he's a veteran. He's 33. You know, like he understands that a little bit more. He's not as, as fragile. Um, as far as dealing with the squad that we have now, it's tough. That you have to like, you have to really, <laughs> you have to really, really like. You know, it's gonna be done off the pitch. Like you gotta, like you gotta work through it off the pitch. It's gonna yeah. be. They get it. It comes down to your leadership. You know, like people like Kilini or you know Dybala, whoever these next captains are, need to you know to, to help teach them how to suffer. Eric, yeah, Eric's got a point here. They have to learn how to suffer. And that's what I liked about a lot of the Italians coming back from the Euro. Like Bernadeschi said it. As a team, they learned how to suffer in that world in that Euro Cup. And you see it in his okay, yeah, sure. Maybe he wasn't perfect yesterday, but you saw him when he came in. He threw himself at every challenge that he could, at least to get that ball back or at least a fight. So I saw at least a fight in him that many have not. Now, if you really want to start saying like experience. How long has like some of these players been playing either with Juventus? You know, like guys like, for example, Bentancur is spoiled. With Juventus, he's only won. He's never lost anything. You know, like he wasn't there for the big upsets. He's been very spoiled. But he's been there for what five years now. He should be experienced. You should know. Like, what is? I don't want to hear this excuse that he hasn't learned. He's made so many mistakes, and continuously still does that. So it bothers me that like, if we're just gonna go out and get a guy like Witzel, I'm sorry, but what's Witzel done? What has he done? He's been he's been with Dortmund doing what? He's getting second place in the Bundesliga. I don't want to shit on him. He's a great player, but that's not going to fix our midfield. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, uh, but you can't ask for all these young talents. You want the clubs to sign and then shit on them when they don't make it. This, yeah. this is the process with young guys. If you don't have the patience for them to grow and become better players, then don't ask for them. You want to? We can get another Kadira and you know bundle him. Ramsey has tons of experience, and look where that got him. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, they have to. They have to go through these uh, moments and whatnot. And like I said, I mean, I this is how I could sum it up. I'm fine with Allegri experimenting. I'm fine with him doing it early in the season. I'm just not fine with during one of these games, which really are points we need. We need these points not trying yep. to make an adjustment properly or change things for the better to try and at least salvage something out of it. Um, I'm fine with the experiments because I do, this is the thing. I do trust that Allegri will get things right. He will find what suits uh, these particular players that he has. Okay. Um, but yeah, as far as uh, the mentality and everything, I think, it's just honestly, it, it's tough to pinpoint. I think there's 
a lot of different aspects that have kind of made us get to this point. I don't think it's solely just because we have younger guys. I don't, I don't think that's, that's the reason we need to play as a team. Okay. First and foremost, then you start to get in a rhythm. Everybody starts to learn their role right now. You have too many guys that don't know where they fit amongst this team. Yep. Okay. We need to identify who's going to be what to the squad and start building from there. It comes from stability and continuation and repetition. And right now, this is should not be a surprise because you've had three manager changes in three seasons. So I don't care about Allegri and his past and whatnot because he is technically starting from scratch. Yeah. He is. He is. So a lot of people don't see it that way and really go hard at Allegri uh, for these two matches and whatnot, but he is. He is starting from scratch. And I've seen the comments that are uh, very reactionary, and some are just trolling, speaking about Pirlo, whatever. And I did defend Pirlo in terms of our players needing to do more. I also defended Allegri saying that he's going to have the same issue because I do think there's about three guys that maybe four need to do more need to bring more and do their part. And I think Allegri will face that battle too. But if you're going to have your faith in somebody, those that are already saying it's wild to me because there's those that were saying we needed to give those other guys more time, but now they're already ready to just cut off Allegri's head. And it's just like, what, what are we doing here? Stability, everybody. You need to have stability. And if you were in the hospital, okay, and it's emergency. It's an emergency surgery type scenario. Do you want the guy that's at the head of surgery or do you want the guy who didn't even have his ticket coming in to try and save your life? So don't bring me the Pirlo things, whatever. Allegri's back. Trust him. Have some faith. Have some faith. Yeah. Just trying to figure some things out. I think everybody, including our management, needs to have some patience well i i think too people need to get their expectations in in order this is not the same team it was when allegra left it it's it's different it's a rebuild um and now i mean not to hone on it but you lose cristiano ronaldo and you take your expectations you kind of just like throw them away you're starting all over like that that phase has ended this is the new era so you need to like dial back expectations you know you'll get played off the pitch by Empoli right but in general we're going to suffer a lot people need to figure out okay who's the focal point in attack who's you know the the guy who's going to lead this team forward you know Chiellini isn't playing every match anymore you know so who's the next guy it's it's going to take a lot of time to do this it might be a whole season that it takes to rebuild this but that's part of the reason you bring Allegra in is because if you're rebuilding with a manager that has credibility even if you fail like you have that. So there's a long way to go in the season. This is going to be ugly probably for a month or two, maybe more, but we'll get there eventually. People just got to chill out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll patience. I've, I've got a bit of a rant. I love it. Oh, the, Let's hear it. Okay. Okay. Tell me if it makes sense. Um, no. I think we're that. living in some sort of a bubble about football in general, soccer from the US because Okay, let me give you an example. Um, 
the younger generation is doing now what the previous generation did to music okay and what i mean by that is that it became about everything except the music uh, the music became shitty but it was all the merchandising and the big shows and the big spectacles everywhere and we sort of accepted the music became shit now here's the big difference and uh, music is an industry that you know sustains itself financially football isn't because the biggest club in the world don't sustain themselves you were in debt bars are in debt uh, real madrid are in debt Paris don't generate money. They have rich owners who provide them with money. Same for Man City, same for Man United. So we don't generate enough money to be what we want to be. So this bubble makes us think that we're far better than other teams. And we're always looking for these surprises. Empoli winning against Juve is much bigger than Milan winning against Juve. Because not, it doesn't matter anymore. The players don't care anymore. I won't say they don't care anymore, but they care less about the game itself. And, and it's about everything that surrounds it, the post on Instagram, the, the, the shirt sales, everything, everything is just upside down and backwards. And that's where Allegri steps in. You need to make them realize they don't care how much money you make off of Instagram. If you don't play as a team, it means shit. And that's sort of my rant. I like it. I agree. It's, I like it. It's valid, 100%. We, I think we all could agree here. Most of you guys have probably, like I'm going to speak for Al and Omar, you guys have probably been through that older generation. You guys have watched Juventus for a longer time. I can't speak for Lou here, but I'll speak for myself. I'm still relatively new to this, like, this whole generation of soccer, so I've seen only the, like, the most recent aspect of it. I still believe there's a fight for that badge. I still believe that could be found, but it's definitely not what it used to be. So I, I could feel it. I can imagine you guys that have seen, you know, the 90s, the prime years, really. Yeah. But, yeah. again, Omar, and, you know, we could speak to it because uh, we go back a ways in, in when we started following is, again, I, this is why I think everything needs to make sense from the top down. Because if you look and you want that fight and you want that uh, care, to come from these players, it's got to be reciprocated from the top. And management's got a lot to do with that. And just the way they run their organization and all the moves and everything, like player treatment from, you know, Gianni, even Moji. Do you remember Moji, when Moji was around? The player treatment was on a different level. It was, it was next level stuff. It doesn't even compare to these days, you know? And yeah. things like, you know, uh, I don't want to, I hate to get into it because I don't even care anymore and I'm over it, but little things like Ronaldo just leaving a stadium or whatnot, they don't fly. And I'm not getting into a Ronaldo thing or whatever, but things like that never used to fly. Mm -hmm. Players getting out of line never used to fly. And the second they gave an inch, they knew that the players would take a mile. Yep. And Juve always had a spine stuff like that. We started to go down this road where, and Omar's rant literally paints a picture perfectly of where we started to care too much about the merchandise, the branding, the stuff. And you start to, you start to give a little more leash on shit that shouldn't matter 
which is anything outside of the pitch. And it, it's just interesting how it's all changing and evolving, right? It's different. It's different. Um, can the team get it together or whatnot? Absolutely. But I think management needs to do uh, set the tone. Allegri needs to basically reinforce it, and then it'll trickle down, right? But the biggest thing is, how do you do that again when you're changing coaches every year? Juve needs to stop the carousel. I think I think I think I agree with that. You know, you need stability at the top. Um, and when you think about how Juventus created their backbone to win the nine league titles, I mean, you had a, a coach like Conte really came in and just gutted everything about that team. You know, the players that you didn't want, the players that you did want, the management was all on the same page. And that's what I think you need going forward. It starts with your manager and what he's doing behind the scenes in the management itself, you know, yeah. is to really just gut this team. Who has it? Who doesn't? And this might take a year. It might take a couple months, but, you know, it, it's going to take some time at the end of the day. I yeah. think that applies also to our midfield, though, like, let's be very realistic. How we had a consistent midfield for the last three seasons? No. No. I mean, who can we say that's been there all three seasons? Bentoncourt? Yeah. That's a hell of a shout. Yeah, we, we, we can shit about Matuidi as much as we want, but he was always there and he exactly. always provided. Yeah. Let's 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 take a, a quick example and I just off the page here a bit. That Madrid team that won what three years in a row, the Champions League, that team I think changed one or two players throughout those three years. That's it. Consistency. And already the coach is one thing, but our players is another. I mean, defensively, sure, we've had a little bit more consistency. We could say that. But up front, midfield, oof, forget it. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of work to do. We knew there was going to be a lot of work to do. Uh, trust is in Allegri. I believe he'll get it right. Edgar's uh, coming in here saying that, uh, you know, Allegri will get it right. He's the best coach in Syria. Um Let's have some faith. We just all need patience. Everybody yeah. needs patience, club included. And the board um, more. We than all kind of got on rants on that one. Yeah, we went off of it. Topics here, because uh, we could probably go around on that one all day. Uh, Dybala building around him, right or wrong? Would you? Would you not? How do you guys see this? Real quick from me, I'm fine with it if done properly. What I saw yesterday is a Dybala that we can't have, which is nobody to play off of. We've seen when he's his best, and we've seen when he's his worst. Um, he needs somebody to play off of. Still needs that top man um, to go. If you're going to play him at the top, at the heart of a formation, I, I, I would have some doubts. If you get him playing as a top two, or in the hole there, I got a lot of faith. That's it for me. But your guys' thoughts, Dybala building around him or not? Yes or no? Uh, yeah. He's the he's the natural um, kind of like next man up. Probably the second best player. It's either him or Chiesa. So probably like the two of them put together. But the focal point on him, just because he's a little bit older, more experienced. Um, my only knock with Dybala is body language. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna wear the captain's armband, you can't be waving your arms around. You, you, you gotta, you gotta be encouraging, and he'll learn that because he's, he's. This is new, but it's my only knock on the performance yesterday. Just, 
I didn't really like his attitude very much. I, I could tell he was frustrated. And that's fair. And that's, that's and fair. I, He's allowed to I, show. And I questioned a lot of their attitudes, you know, yeah. especially when going one nil down. Mm -hmm. that's, that's really, really sad, to be honest. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't uh, stand for that uh, at Juve. So I, I agree with that completely. Yeah, I never liked the concept of building around a certain player because you usually get disappointed with the same with this player and i don't know we just spoke about wanting to be a team and building around a certain player is sort of counterproductive sounds and allegri just needs to build around everyone everyone needs to know what they're doing including the ball and if he's the captain fine he's the captain i don't think bonucci will act differently on the pitch because it doesn't have the captain's arm bent if you're a leader you're a leader period yeah and so i am not into the building around someone we have a great player let's use him right and same goes for every player on the squad yeah yep i'm gonna i'm gonna take basically what you guys all said and put into one al i agree you want to build around around him sure but he needs a point man he needs a morata and he needs someone on the wing like either cuadrado or chiesa to feed him the ball on the top of the box for me yeah. that's necessary yeah Lou, i i also agree uh in almost every aspect uh his body language i think is fine show your show your emotions i'm all for it i did see a lot that he has improved on like if he goes down for a tackle or sorry if he gets down from a foul he doesn't he won't like start complaining or anything he knows if it's a foul it's a foul he won't he'll get up and keep hustling i've noticed that a lot in the last three years and omar especially same thing yeah i believe i agree we shouldn't be building but if he definitely is should be a starter and if you want to get the best from him I think he should be one of the guys that because we've seen that he he's only he's very 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 good in one spot and if you don't put him in that one spot i know it's sad to say if he's not in that one spot he won't prosper it's fine but he could be game changing if he's in that spot so in that sense we should focus on him because we know the other guys could be more flexible and yeah. i know that might sound counterintuitive but that's the way i see it that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Minari uh, has been putting this question out. Uh, not trying to avoid it, but we kind of touched on it earlier. But how do you guys think Allegri can make the team play as a team? We kind of covered it in just basically Allegri's experimenting. He will find the roles for the players. Uh, once these guys understand what they need to bring, I believe he can get them playing as a unit uh there and that's just to answer that one thanks for your question um and thanks everybody who's joining make sure you take a second to like the video and subscribe to the channel and for anyone that's listening to this on audio get over to youtube uh subscribe to the channel you can take part in the discussions live and we have a perfect segue from what we were talking about with the and that's if you are going to do it find the point man and here we go Juan saying, hate to say it, but I'm all in for Icardi. Anthony, Icardi in bound. So here we go. Uh, we're going to get into this. We might have to kick it off with our man, Lewis, uh, when it comes to Icardi. He's uh, <laughs> been very vocal about this. But Icardi, so apparently, uh, as of today, the offer is there. And Juventus is waiting for PSG. So it's a two-year – it's essentially the exact same deal that Alvaro Morata got. Okay, so it's a two-year loan at 10 million euros with an option to purchase at the end of 25 to 30 million euros, and we are waiting for PSG's okay. I want to get all your takes on Icardi to Juventus. Lewis, my man. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
lot. It's been very vocal that I really don't like Icardi. Actually, well, mostly I don't like his wife, which, you know, it's really funny to me that I, we heard on Twitter about how much of a distraction Ronaldo is, and the solution to that is to bring in the woman who literally had the Inter Milan dressing room fighting each other because her, Cassano, and Vieri are on TV. But that's a different story. Um, the thing about Icardi is he's a – he can be a very good player, but if you look at like the way that he plays, he needs a lot of service. If he doesn't get any service, he's very useless. He's not a player that's going to, like, you know, turn a defender and hit a curler into the top box. He's not that kind of player. And the sad thing is with, you know, with Ronaldo, you're kind of losing that player that is, you know, can kind of pull a goal out of nothing. So you need – I don't know that Cardi necessarily fixes it. I'm not – fully against it because we really don't have any other options like i if we sign a cardi i will dislike it but i'll i'll live with it <laughs> there you go um, oh and one more thing about cardi he scored less goals than Keane last season in league one just want to throw that out there for everyone fucking louis yeah well so, uh, oh uh who wants to go here luca or omer omer I'll go. Uh, I don't like Cardi. I'm uh, in the same mindset as Lewis. I, I don't know what what it is about him. It, well, I know what it is about him that I don't like, and I, I don't think he's yoga material, but nonetheless, he appears to be coming. So, you know, I, I'll support him. He's a Juve player. I'll support any Juve player, no matter how shitty he is uh, or how bad his wife is. And that's part of the stuff I was saying before, just, you know, dealing with all this shit around around the game and not in the game. I, I don't know why his wife should matter. It never mattered in the past. Uh, so I hope the second she starts opening him up, someone slaps her into still her. You, you, you can, it's not in there here. You can't talk, sit in talk shows with previous players who hate our team and just talk about you. Uh, if you want your husband to stay here, that's what it takes. If you don't want to, then you can go play forever once. Uh, but if he does come to Juve, then that's what we have, and that's what they have to play with. I don't like it, but it is what it is, and we sort of have to deal with it. Yeah. Luke. Right. So, um, do I like Icardi? No. Absolutely hate him. Why? Ex-Inter player, ex-Inter captain. Two, his wife is a pain in the ass and she's his agent. And three, he's an ex-Inter player. Oh, yeah, I did say that, right? Okay, just checking. <laughs> um, but like Anthony said, the, the situation is right now, we do need a point man. And he's probably the only viable option at the moment. And Max likes him. He's always, apparently he's always said that he liked him. So you know what? If, you know, like if Murata's not there and Icardi's not there, then you know what? what it's, you take, who are you going to take? At this moment, these are the guys we could use. And you know what? If he can make the best out of it, I'm all for it. But doesn't mean I like the guy. Doesn't mean I I like what he's done. But if we if we could make it work, I whatever, I'll support it. In the end of the day, we need so, a striker. It's a unanimous panel. We hate Icardi. Okay. Yeah. So we hate Icardi. I hate Icardi. Okay. However, we're desperate. if I take that out of the picture and I just think about this, like, here's a guy that knows the league well okay i i think the transition irrelevant he'll be fine he probably beg around 25 goals i think on this uv team 
let's let's let, I want I want to ask because let's be very honest here. When before Ronaldo came, did you guys ever like him as a play, as a person? Yeah, well, no, I but I'm really taking that him. out of the fact I don't. No, no, but like oh, exactly. Ronaldo, Ronaldo himself. Yeah, like I hated Ronaldo, but like he was still a good player, and that's I the same. I didn't hate him. I just okay, and and the thing is funny <laughs> is because it went full circle with Ronaldo. I didn't right. hate him. I was annoyed by his prima donna stature, right? That's what annoyed me. But when he yeah. joined Juve, it's like, okay, like this guy's a bomber. I'm going to get behind him. Exactly. But then it went full circle when the honeymoon phase was over. And yeah. it's like, okay, this guy's a prima donna. It's, it, it got annoying. Which is yeah, true. Which is true. Luca, that's that's just what me just personally. That's how it felt. Asked, it, it was never personal with him. I never hated him. But Listen, the thing about Ronaldo is if he's a prima donna, when you buy him, he bags like 50, 60 goals a season. Like when yeah. Cardi, who's like – Ate a lot of Parisian food and bagged like 15 goals a year. Yeah, yeah. I think if Icardi was the best scorer ever, I don't give him a slack, but he isn't. He isn't. Personal crap out of the way again. Yeah. This guy right now would help this team. Yeah. He's more stable to me than Morata, who's yep. so streaky. And I and I love Morata. I love Morata, but Icardi would be more stable than yep. Morata. And not only that, it gives you another option. It's another weapon. When you go into a game and you are hoping on certain guys like Lord De Chilio to change a game against Empoli, or would you rather lean on having Morata come off the bench or Icardi come off the bench? Moyes Keane now. It's options. I think we would have strength in numbers to some effect right to some degree uh, I, I i'm gonna hate every second of it but i would take it at this moment in time yeah Got, gotta, gotta tell you when i imagined us taking players from PSG, those weren't the two i was expecting <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's what well said <laughs> yeah uh, uh guys it's it's been fun. We're gonna finish on one last question for you guys as we obviously go into the uh, international break. Thank God we can yeah. study Azuri again and have a little fun. We will do some Azuri shows for those of you and Tini that follow the cast that are Azuri fans as well. We'll do some Azuri shows. Does the break come to an advantage for Juve or a disadvantage? Should we get jump back on the horse? We've got Napoli and then Milan out of the gate uh, after the international break. Is the international break good for us or would you have rather us get right back on the horse? What do you guys think? I I think personally, it's, it's a weird time for us to have an international break, especially if you run the risk of some players getting hurt, really throw some things. Max says that he knows what his lineup is for Napoli already. So hopefully, fingers crossed, none of those players in that perspective 11 get hurt. I would like to be like go straight to the training ground and be able to like grind some stuff out. Uh, but for us fans, I mean, the Azuri is going to be so nice, <laughs> you know. Like, can't wait yeah. for that. <laughs> um, Luca, how do you feel? Is the international break? How do you feel? Good timing, bad timing? Are you indifferent? I think it's a double-edged sword. Like, like Louis said, for as as like just a break from all this absolute shit. How's Ria? I think. It's a good boy. Hey! Damn, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> I thought that was my dog. Uh, yeah, so I think as as us fans, like it's good to step back, and I think maybe for the guys too to refresh. But what worries me is not only injuries, but a lot of these guys 
are called up to their national teams. Like we have a lot of players that go. So for the ones that, you know, like need to maybe work on their fitness, such as like Locatelli, I'd rather he would have stayed at the training camp than get called up, you know? So at least he can work on that fitness because there's a good chance he maybe plays with the, the Azzurri and, you know, if he gets hurt, forget it. That's it. Same thing with Dybala. Same thing with who else is sensitive? My goodness. If Kiesa gets hurt, forget it. You know, like yeah. I think it's good, but there's also bad to it. Yeah, so. for sure. Omar? I hate international breaks and it sort of comes in a, in a good time, but uh, they have like three games in six or seven days and then we have a lot of games in an 18 in an 18 days period against Chelsea. We have Milan, we have Napoli. It just feels like too much. Yeah. Like we don't even know who are starting Levenar and yeah. we have to rotate so much. It's not the way to get consistency. Yeah, I agree. While, I while teams like Empoli don't send anyone so they can train regularly and play regularly. Yeah, that's well I think said. it's a difficult, uh, difficult timing uh, for uh, Juve at the moment. Uh, the biggest key is uh, staying healthy. Last, certainly not least, we're not going to dive deep or anything, but McKenny, we know what Mirko Di Natale uh, kind of said on the interview that uh, McKenny has been pulled off the market by Allegri, but things could have possibly changed. They might be looking for another profile. Everybody now this morning, as of this morning, saying keep a lookout. The names would be Pjanic or Witzel. Um, Toliso outside chance. Guys, would you pull the trigger on that to get a different profile in the middle or keep McKenny real quick. Everybody's thoughts on that. No, hell no. Um, God, I really like McKinney too. We just talked about it. Consistency. We yeah, just but- freaking talked about it. And you're going to, you're going to swap them out after a year. But if, if, you're gonna play, if you're going to play with a two man midfield, who plays next to Locatelli, but it won't. Arthur. Yeah, it should be Artur, in my opinion, but that's not the question. We already got a split. No, no, no. Enlightened Buzz, McKinney out. Uh, if you get $50 million for McKinney, you're going to tell me that you're going to say no to that? Not, no, I'm, that's not what I'm saying, Lou. I'm saying we're not going to get $50 million because that's absolutely it, ridiculous. League, you might right. Wait, wait. Paratic is a Tottenham you can get. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Christ, okay. I got, I've got mixed feelings, boys. Uh, Answer the question, yeah. I got mixed feelings. It's basically like... There's a profile that could potentially help us. Um, I don't know if Vitzel's it. Uh, Pjanic, I don't. I don't want to go back to Pjanic. I know Pjanic um, ain't it. I think we, honestly, I think we need to help McKenny realize the role he needs to play, and not it's not Trequartista. Yeah, um, he's not. You know, and it's not up on the left wing or rotating with our forwards. I think he's useful. We just got to use him right. Um, so I'm gonna say. Hang on to Weston. However, Lou's got a point because if there was a capital gain there and you get a midfielder that's experienced and whatnot that could fill a void, it's something you got to look at. So it's going to be interesting. We only got a couple days left. Tuesday, the Mercado ends. So uh, buckle up, see what happens, um, and go from there. But uh, guys, this was a fun podcast. Uh, despite the uh, loss, we got a lot of stuff fast. We had some some rants. Uh Omar spitting some facts today. Um, Omar's dog, sorry to piss him off talking about uh, international break. <laughs> Omar's mad, bro. Yeah, mad. Omar's dog didn't like the international break talk, but that's okay. Um, 
never know what you're going to find on the uh, all UV cast. We had a lot of fun. Uh, you guys are beauties. Uh, I look forward to the season, no matter what it uh, holds for us. And uh, I've always said this. I've been through the absolute worst, and I'm ready for whatever's to come. As okay. our as our so, beloved Anthony would say, the sun came up today. Well, not here. If I, actually, it's been very cloudy, but the sun came up somewhere, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever comes our way, I'm always ready for after uh, 2006. So, thanks everybody who joined the live again. Just please take a second to like the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new to it, and uh, we'll be back with a. Uh, well, we're gonna do some Missouri shows during the international break, and then of course match day live. Uh, for Napoli and the post-match podcast. Thanks, everybody. As always, no matter what, Forza Juve, fino alla fine. Ciao.